0: Welcome to Memories of Man. Simple conversations with some of our senior residents about the lives they have led and some of their memories from long ago and far away. In this podcast, Harold Moore chats about his young days, working with his dad, the bakery, in the army and being born in Paul Rose.
1: 28, I was born up there, number 21, Paul Rose Braddon.
0: Goodness me! Was then. And was it was Paul Rose very different then? I don't know. Was that oh, very? Oh
1: yes, oh yes. There's 250 houses up there, and then, although there's only 250 houses, we had a police sergeant, Alf Kelly. He was a police sergeant. Now that was for 250 people. And now you've got all, I think it's Annika, Springfield, all Paul Rose, and it must be treble the people, and it's not a policeman.
0: No, you're right. You're right. Was there much trouble back in your day then? No. No. As a matter of
1: fact, there's only one or two, you know. There always will be where there's lads. But, uh, no, on the whole, they were a lovely bunch of people. We had six mares. Six? Yes. Freddie Wattie lived next door to me. Uh, Roy Birch. Alf Duggan. Yes, uh, well, he's gone now, Alf. Oh, yes, Danny Cannon. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) And so what did you get up to as a lad?
1: As a lad, when I was nine, I helped my father on the bread van. I used to meet him after school at Belmont Hill. And then... He still had about 300 houses to do. (laughs) Yes, and some nights, we wouldn't get finished till seven or half past seven of our night. Time meant nothing then, did it?
0: So that'd be a long day for your dad then?
1: Oh yes, yeah. (laughs) And then, eventually, I tried to get in as a... Of course, the war was on then. I was 17 when the war finished. But uh, when I was 15, my father got me in the bakehouse because there wasn't many more jobs Uh I wanted to be a store but I tried three or four builders and just then they hadn't the work on. So I took the bakehouse. I was on the last, well, I would think it'd be, the last horse bread cart in Douglas.
0: Is that right? Goodness me. So when would that be?
1: Uh, in the 40s. 1943 or 44. Tommy fell, Had the old mayor, Pepper, and there was, and she knew all the houses. She'd stop outside this house and stop outside, yes. But she was wicked. If you went in the stables, my father always said, always be, why have a gosh, she will kick you. So, oh, there was, Two, uh, Brentville, uh, horse drawn once. can't had the other, and his horse's name was Prince. Big black horse.
0: Never mind. They were marvellous. So you didn't, you didn't have to do too much to work with the horse if she knew where she the was going. She
1: knew where she was going, yes. But, uh, sitting on the dicky seat, that's another little seat, alongside the driver, and you'd going down Prospect Hill. If you're sat on top of a little bread cart getting towed by a horse, it's a bit frightening. I used to turn around into Athel Street. Oh, yeah.
0: And Athel Street then, presumably, what, there'd be houses and things, or were there lots of businesses there then?
1: Oh, it was always a business way, wasn't it? Street those days was two way. That's right. Yeah, all the street there was none of this one way, anyway.
0: And so there was what there was two there was two businesses then doing the doing the bakeries or going around with the uh, with the horses then. it would be the same for the milk people with with the milk floats. Oh
1: yes, all the uh, during the war. It was handy, really, to have the horses because uh, there was a shortage of petrol, you see. So the horses come handy. So I was born at Pull Rose. I was known as the Water
0: Baby. Why was that then?
1: I'll tell you why. They couldn't... The Pull Rose Bridge the water bridge by the waterfall and it swept away and they couldn't get the midwife across so my father had to go and get his horse Jack and the stiff cart you know what a stiff cart is? No I don't Well it's a horse drawn cart oh there dozens of them uh, the corporation had them just before the war. Oh, they were all used to empty the coal boats. Yeah. It's anyway, a- the old wooden bridge had got washed away, and the midwife couldn't get across the river. So my father went and got his horse, the a stiff cart, and she stood in the back of that. And it was a big horse, seventeen hands, and it got across. So there was a piece of the paper. I, my mother, cut it out. I was known as a water baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, that's a great tale. So, did you, did you stay with the bakery business for for a long time then?
1: until 1946, I was 18 then. So I could have had a deferment, which meant I could have stayed out in the bakery until I was 18, or oh, finished my time, which would have been 20, 21. But I didn't. I decided to go in the army, get it over with. But the war had only finished one year then. I was seven. Um, I was called up when I was 18 for, not as a conscript, but for the duration of the war. It wasn't really finished, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so where did you where did you end up with the or what did you end up doing with the army then?
1: Oh, I was ended the cookhouse, of course, most of the bakers were or butchers or grocers. They were all put as cooks. But I went up at the. Uh, I done be training up in Carlisle at Adrian's Camp, and then. When we finished our training, that's your primary training, uh, I was sent to Catrick. I was up there for a year. And then I went to Newcastle, to uh, Penham Barracks, Northumberland Fusiliers stayed with them a while, then I got posted to Yorkshire. Yeah, I was up there in a little village, Asian World. But I didn't get an overseas post, I would have liked to, but I didn't. Your <laughs> <laughs> brother, brother was out in India for three and a half years. During the war, but there we are.
0: So you'd have liked the idea of going to foreign climes somewhere.
1: I would have done. I was jealous of the other boys, you know. Of course. When you come, when you come home and leave and meet them on the boat coming over, and they say, "Oh, I've been to Palestine," and "I've been to Singapore." And Well, one lad was telling me I was coming back on the boat, and Cliffy Brighton, I went to school with him, and uh, I asked him where he was. He always said, out in Singapore. And he said, You won't believe this, but he said, He was in the RASC, that's drivers. Uh, he was driving along this road, pitch black, and there's a fella waving his arms. So I stopped to get in. It's a soldier. And good God, he said, there's a lad that lived by him. <laughs> uh, McCarrie from, he lived up the head road. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny, isn't it? Uh, All them miles. Small world.
0: <laughs> and so did you enjoy your time in the army then oh, yes, you...
1: yes. I... it should it today
0: well some people still say that
1: oh I think it'd be good for them you know
0: in the next podcast Harold talks more about his army days the war years and working for the corporation